do not always listen to podcasts, but when I do, I prefer the Tanjabam Network. Welcome to the Wicked Radio Network. Everybody and welcome to Angela's Awesome Podcast. I am Angela Freeman. I'm podcasting here in Haley, Idaho, with my good friend Heno. Hi, Angela. Hi, Heno. And Heno is producing this podcast with Monkey Tongue Productions. Thank you, Monkey Tongue Productions. With my uh, applause, thank you. We don't even need it. I have my own. Thank you. Get your own. Yeah. Yes. And uh, we're coming at you today with some tips tools, strategies, and ideas around being more awesome in your life, and it's a holiday week, Hanno. Yes. Yes. So we want to talk to you guys about some cool stuff that we um, have been trying out for Thanksgiving and some ideas and some different ways of thinking of things, but before we get into all of that fun, is going to tell us what he's doing for Thanksgiving because you're doing your annual... Travel to California. Yeah. Yeah, the journey. Yeah. The journey, yes. Hanno has a big family. Tell them, tell them everything. Hanno, okay, so first of all, <laughs> this is really cool because one of the things that I think is really important about Thanksgiving is whether or not you spend it with family, friends, or by yourself, I want to encourage everybody this week to really choose something that's really awesome. And if it doesn't feel awesome, try something else Mix it up. Don't operate from a place of, well, I have to do this because I've always done this, or I should do this because families are supposed to be together. Nonsense. Hmm. Pick people that you can be thankful for your life with, and if it happens to be family, great, and if it doesn't, great, and just, you know, use that as part of making your life more awesome. And I want Heno to share what he does because Heno does that. Yeah, but I actually, in a lot of ways, I don't know what is going to happen. Oh, really? Are you doing something different? Well, it's... I know that it's always Mark and Michael do the dinner. Okay, who's Mark and Michael? So Give everybody Mark the Mark is my brother-in-law. Okay, married to your sister. Yep, and yep. Michael is one of his oldest friends. Yep. And the two of them do the stupid gourmet Thanksgiving But they do the whole thing, thing right? They, lit- they do the whole thing. Like, yeah. you guys don't even have to do anything. Nothing. They yeah. never eat. Exactly. They and, and they literally start the day before. You know, they're, 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 they're the, the night before... They're already prepping everything, and then um, and and then the day of they go all at it. But what's been what's been different is we used to do it at Michael's apartment in San Francisco, and then we we do it at Mark and Elisa's house in Marin, and we go back and forth. But since my nephews have gotten a little older, you know they want to play, they want to do their thing, and we've started bringing other friends in and some um, Estonian friends, you know that we know. And they have some, you know, boys, and so then it then the kids can play, and it and it's gotten bigger. And then we got uh, Michael's Michael's mother's there, and she's just a hoot. She's just so much fun, you know. And uh, and then Mark's mother is, you know, she's just an old San Francisco hippie, so she's a, she's fun too. I mean, it's just this really interesting group of people all you know gets together. But what's a, been a trip was last year we had uh, Mark's half brothers and sisters 
that he had only met for the first time in his life like two years ago, two oh, or three years ago. wild. Yeah, so around the time that I left and, and moved to Idaho, my sister started looking for them because uh, Mark's dad and, and, and uh, I don't know, I think they got married and they just realized it was not going to work. So Mark's dad uh, was very conservative and Mark's mother... Judy is, like I said, she's an old San Francisco hippie, you know? And it was like, they're different breed. Yeah, we like, we like that. <laughs> and, so, and so Mark's dad left, and they broke all contact oh. completely. Like, there was no contact. They knew that we're roughly where he was, but n- not for sure. And, and, uh, and so what happened is my sister started trying to hunt him down, and just on her own, and she found the family. And, oh wow! Yeah, and he had had you know his own children, and the, in Marin of all places, the whole time he was in Marin. Oh wow! And evidently he had pictures of Mark up in the house. Wow! So they grew up. They they knew who their half brother was, but he didn't know them. He never knew them. Yeah, and so a few years back, they they got together and met for the first time. But here's the sad thing: is he had died like literally just a few years ago. The dad did. Yeah. Oh, and that's it, sad. it was very sad. But here was what was the wild thing is. When Mark loves to sit down in front of his favorite conservative television news show and do crossword puzzles. Evidently, his dad did the exact same And he didn't thing. know that. So he didn't grow up with his dad. Never. Oh, wild. Yeah, it's wild. And so, and this extended family all came last year. And how was it? It was amazing because there was, you know, not only do you have his immediate half brothers and sisters, but their spouses. Wow. Who are also from all different walks of life. You know, they're uh, probably they're in their thirties, let's say. Yeah. You know, and and so young, younger, yeah. <laughs> but you know, and then and then and then a mother or whatever, and then and then one spouse. This was crazy. One spouse is is, is Russian, so her mother had just come from Russia. It, it just moved to the states. So we had this woman that was just learning to speak English. I mean, it wow. was nuts. It was. A lot of people. It was so. Did you like it? Did you have a great experience? Let's get back to Thanksgiving. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Did, was it fun or was it too much? Or I really enjoyed it, but you know me, I'm very social. Yeah, and, and so I had a great time getting to know, you know, sitting down and talking to people, right, and connecting for the first time. You know, I've always been that way, yeah. so it was enjoyable for me. Uh, like my dad, my dad didn't go; he wasn't feeling well, yeah, and. He, my dad is not like that. My dad yeah. is, you know, he Neither likes smaller, right? <laughs> yeah. And so th- this was the interesting thing was, is there's already been a conversation about, well, if that's going to be the case again, who's going to go? Oh, interesting. So and, there is more to this story. Yeah, because my mother actually was the one that was, and which I find odd because my mother is also very social. But what it is is the dynamic changed. It went from being all of us able to fit around one table right. where we literally had to have two rooms set up. Right. And then some, you know. So that changed everything in the, the closeness, let's just say, and the conversations and stuff. And so that's where it's that interesting choice thing like you're talking about. Like yeah. my mom goes, well, I like the way when we do it this way. Right. I really feel like that. And and I, I just assume do it that way. Yeah. You know, and, and, and if she does, I'm not going to hold it against her. Right. At and, all. And so if she chooses that, will your... Will they? Will there be two then two different Thanksgivings going on, and people will kind of pick and choose, or how will that go? I just I don't know what'll 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 happen ultimately is, you know I, I don't I I have not actually talked to my sister because yeah. for me it's like 
I'm their guest. Right. And what's great is, you know, this year we get to be down in the in-law unit again. So we're at the house. Yeah. You know, I get to be right there. It's not a big deal. There's a place to go and hide. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah, yeah. But so I honestly don't know. And to be... and. Truthfully, I don't care because right. I'm going to have a good time no matter what because I'm going there to be with my family. Right. And I don't have that – I don't have crazy in my family. You know what I mean? I right. don't have that one person that's just like, oh, you know, that's there all the time that you're just like, oh, I got to listen to – you know, I don't have that. Right. So it's very it's it's very easy for me. And what's funny is, you know, one of the other things that happens for us being sober is a lot of times, uh, you know – there might be a lot of drinking or that kind of stuff. And I realized I was the catalyst for most of the heavy drinking. <laughs> oh, you were? Now, why is that? Yeah, I, I was the guy that was always wanting to crack the next bottle and pull out the next round of this. Not oh, say, when you were drinking. Yeah, when oh, okay, I was. I see, I see. So yeah. what's interesting is, is when the first time I went home for the holidays sober, I realized... Wow, everyone's not drinking as much as they used to. Oh, and they finally my God, cooked that's them so and, and I'm like... Yeah, because I'm that, I was that guy. You were that guy. You know, like, you know, I'm the one that went to the store beforehand and brought the bottles of everything. You yeah. Know? Hey, and I'm not saying, Mark and Michael do just fine on their own. Right, right. But, but it's, you were the guy. But it's not, yeah, I was that guy. So what was what's great to know is, that, well, that guy's not there. <laughs> yeah. And everybody's fine and probably happier and probably less drama. Well, yeah, well, luckily we didn't have a lot of drama, so which Even is with good. the drinking. So, yeah, it's That's just, amazing. It's just, well, it, you know, we're we're not a... We're just not one of those families, you know. Yeah. That, well, it's not like I've got some in-law that comes over with with a completely different viewpoint on the world or something like right. that. That that you're everyone just go, you know, like the record scratching. You're like, yeah. whoa, did he just say that out loud? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. So, you know, food. Excited. I know it's going to be good. Right. Hanno has to just show up. Like, these guys just make everything. Yeah. That's just wild. I mean, who has that? <laughs> Here's the crazy thing about it is the amount of, this is what's hard. The amount of time that goes into preparing this meal when we all sit down to eat it. I mean, it's literally, this has gone on for, let's say, 24 hours. I'm not quite. I mean, they're not doing it all night long. But the night before the cooking started, the next morning the cooking starts again. We probably eat, you know, four o'clock, something like that, right? So they started four or five the day before prepping stuff. We sit down and eat, and it's done in a half an hour. Right. I mean, it really is. We, everyone's eaten, maybe gotten two plates, and then you're just sitting there like, okay, now what? You know, and it's a weird thing. I mean, everyone enjoys the time because we all get together hours beforehand and hang out and talk and right. and and you know, there's always these amazing appetizers that that uh, Jeannie Michaels uh, significant and other she goes and gets all these great cheeses from Sonoma County and brings them right. And and we have this wonderful opportunity to get together and and really to have that family time right. Uh, but it's wild how the food eating of itself of the dinner. Is over like that, right? Well, you could be more of a slow, relaxed eater. Well, actually, now that it's a great, great point of bringing that up because we just sit. It's like everyone sits down and starts mowing down on their plates because <laughs> we do it like a buffet style. You right. know, you get up in the kitchen. Right. This is great. This is a you know, it's a, this is an opportunity actually for me. Let's see how it goes. Yeah, it'll be interesting th- to check in on it. Like to, to like to say, hey, you know. Because we always talk about it every year yeah. about how like, wow, that just went by so fast, you know, right. but like, well, maybe let's not make it go by so fast. Right. 
That's so cool. Cool. So um, I love that, that you like it so much and that you're so flexible. You know, um, I wanted to bring that up because I've always, I've heard the story of Thanksgiving, not the story of all the extra family, but (laughs) just that these guys make all this food and that you don't really have to do anything but show up with the food. And it's an interesting thing. Um, A lot of us don't have that opportunity and a lot of us don't have that kind of a family dynamic. We have more drama, right? Yeah. that's that's kind of part of the thing. Yeah. And, you know, um, it's interesting because, you know, when you start talking about the holidays with people, you'll usually, I usually, when I, in the gym, you know, people I interact with, it's usually either I love the holidays, yay, or ugh, the holidays. And I think, I think one of the big pieces, there's several, I have several ideas around this, but I think one of the big pieces is I think that there's a lot of us that are still operating with this tribal belief. This is a a term that I picked up from a teacher I had a few years ago named Crystal Nani, who's a uh, medical intuitive, but she calls them tribal beliefs. And, the, and there's, it's this belief system that feels, it's so integrated into ourselves and into our being that it feels like truth, but it's really a belief. But it's the tr- it's been passed down through our tribe, so we think it's the truth. And a tri- So an example of a tribal belief would hmm. be, I need to spend Thanksgiving with family. So yeah. that may be, that may actually feel like law to you. Um, and you may not like Thanksgiving because of all the travel and because you, your family does have a lot of drama or you guys don't have the same rhythm as far as what you want to eat or you don't have the same belief system. So it's always drama. But here's the deal. Like, that's not actually true. Like, you don't have to spend Thanksgiving with your family. No. You don't have to. And and it takes it takes um I think one of the ways to make a decision to make changes around your Thanksgiving to and you this may be too late for some of you guys cuz um you, plane tickets have been bought and plans have been made. But going into Christmas and going into next year like just you know and and just even having the experience of this Thanksgiving this is an opportunity speaking of Thanksgiving. <laughs> that's my turkey. That's, awesome. that's my turkey um alert um on my phone. Um this is an opportunity, you know, even if you are like, oh, I have to do this, like really be there and really see if it works for you because we're on this planet to experience joy. And by experiencing joy, we can be of better service and pass on that joy. Like we can't be of service if we're not filling up our own cup first. And if we're slightly miserable and we think we're being of service by being around our family, that's not, we're, we're not. Oh, like yeah, we're like, actually yeah. being of better service to honor ourselves, whatever that would mean. Yeah, the idea like I have to be here no matter what, so I just got to suck it up. Yeah, I mean, hello. No, you don't. And I mean, if your family thinks that you do, then it's time for you to be like, you know what? This isn't working for me. And you can be nice about it. You don't even have to tell them why it's not working for you. You can just be like, you know what? I've decided to do this. But here's the thing. Like the holidays are such an amazing opportunity for us, particularly this one, for us to reflect on the bounty and the abundance that we have. And if we're constantly in this drama, we're missing it. So I just am going to put it out there for tool number one around Thanksgiving tips. And this is, we're going to get, we're going to swing into the eating part of Thanksgiving, but being able to really give thanks for what you have, surround yourself in a day that really honors you, that really gives you um, joy. Because when we put ourselves in a situation where we can really experience joy, then we can be more thankful. And that is going to ripple out. And we, you know, particularly with what's going on in the planet right now, with all the 
all the, you know, terrorist attacks and all the pain and suffering that people are going through, it's so important that those of us that are here in the States that haven't gone through that, it's so important that we love and pass on love and tolerance all around us so that can start to ripple out. Like that's what that's one very concrete thing that we can do to help. And it doesn't maybe sound like it's a lot of help, but it is. It is really helpful because the planet's going to heal one person at a time having more love and tolerance. And this is the perfect week to practice that with the family dynamics. So that's tip number one around Thanksgiving. And, and that's not easy. No, it's not easy. But people that are listening to this podcast, we're not giving you easy. We're not giving you easy <laughs> stuff. I'm not here to tell you stuff you already know. Well, I'm not here to give point. you. I'm not here to give you easy things. I'm here as an eating psychology coach, someone who's sober, someone who's you know, and Hanno is too. We're taking time out of our lives. We want. We appreciate you guys listening. We're not giving you easy stuff. That's I'm giving you stuff that's going to make you grow and push you to think. Yeah, because our lives changed when we finally took a step. That was not easy. No, that's it was our, not you easy. That's a good point. That's my experience. Is, totally. Is I went and put myself and did something that was the last thing I wanted to do. Yeah. I had every reason not to because in my head I said, this isn't going to work. And I took a chance and and it and it wasn't easy. Right. And in the end, it was it – was, I, I learned something new. My eyes were opened. And from that experience – I've tried to carry that on into other things. And that's, I'll give you an example. Next March, I'm not going home. Right. I haven't told anybody yet. Right. That's even the thought of it. All right. So I, you know, I go, I don't get to go home for Christmas. Right. You know, you know You that. choose not Just, to because well, you have a job that works that way. We yeah. always have choices. We always have yeah. choices. I can, but I basically can't work where I work. You know, right. I work for a resort. Right. That's when all of our people are here. Right. So that's where I'm here. Right. So that wasn't as hard because it was like, well, this is what allows me to live here. Right. This is a trade-off. I so, love this job. Yeah. So Thanksgiving, always go home. Right. Because that's my time, right? My other time has been March around my birthday. And I, I used to go home for the ski trip. I'm not so big on doing the ski trip anymore. So right. now I've gone home and I've hung out with friends and family. Well, you know what? One of the things I've had in in in, our, in the visioning stuff that we've done is that I want to travel more, and I and and I want to increase my sense of community. I want to increase my, uh, um, you know, I want to have more. I want more harmony in my social structure, meaning that I want to basically nourish friendships that have started. Right. The only way to do that is to actually do the work. Right. And that means I want to go visit these people I've come to know on this podcast. Right. And instead of going home to instead your of going home. Uh-huh. The tribe idea. Right. I know what you're talking about. Right. Because it's inside of me is there's this thing like, well, no, but this is what you always do. Right. And what are your friends going to think? And what are they going to say? And blah, blah, blah. And I go, you know what? They're all going to understand. Or they're not. Well, they might not be happy. Right. They might not like the idea. Right. But no one's gonna no one's gonna hold it against me. Well, they might. Well, it's true. They could. Yeah. I guess it, but but it's not my deal. No, it's not. That's the point. That's the point. Okay. I agree. Like they may understand and they may not hold it against you, but that they may. They may not understand. They may not hold it against you. Oftentimes when people don't understand and they do hold it against you, it's because they're not willing to do their own work. They're not doing their own work. And that means because when you're doing your own work and you're truly honoring yourself, then there is space to allow the people that are in your life to do the same. And even if, hmm. okay, so here's an example. 
a little different, but kind of an example. So my best friend, bestest best, of, um, is uh, a gal named Amy, and she lives in Denver. She's been a nanny, a lover. Um, she's lived down there because of her job, right? Um, I miss her. I miss her living here. Like, we do things together. We hi- it's, I miss her. So she's decided she's going to change jobs. So, and we've been talking about that this summer. Wow. And it's finally happening. Wow. And all summer we've been talking about it. And she's like, yeah, I'm coming home. I'm going to do this. I'm like, oh, my God, you're coming home. You're coming home. Well, guess what? She's changing jobs. She's not coming home. She started dating this guy <laughs> who I actually really like. Cool. Um, and she's moving in with him in Denver. Okay, so I could, if I don't have my own life and my own, I mean, she's one of my best friends. She's like on the level with Sharon. Like, she's yeah. family to me. If I wasn't doing my own work and having my own life, I could be resentful that she's in Denver. And instead, I'm like, wow, I'm so thrilled that you've got this guy that you're that crazy about that you're going to actually stay in Denver and move in with him. But it makes me sad for me. But of course, I honor that. But I'll tell you what, if I wasn't, if I didn't already have my own life, that would be harder for me to do. Mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So, so when people, and, it, and, and, and the reason why I think it's important and I want to make, and I want to stress that, that when you say they're going to understand and they're going to be okay with you, that might be the case for you. But I think that we're putting this out there. There, oftentimes people don't understand. No, no. Oftentimes I, I family won't understand. And, and yes, this yeah. is a challenging thing to learn to honor yourself. And, and you may go into Thanksgiving this year and just be like, I can't possibly do this differently. That's totally okay because it's not up for you yet. It may never be up for you. That's fine. You may be like, oh, I just have to suffer through Thanksgiving. That's fine. I just don't believe in having to suffer through anything. And for me, as we said, Oftentimes we have to, the suffering has to go deeper before we're willing to take some actions. So I honor that you're going to do something different this spring. I honor, especially if the people like are totally on board with it. I think it's great. And if they're really bummed about it, then they have choices. They can make a point to come see you here. I mean, how cool is it to visit this place? Yeah. Right. Your family, friends, your, your group down there. I mean, um, but I'm, and again, this isn't easy, but if we plant the seed that like, wow, this is possible that I could have an amazing Thanksgiving instead of just suffer through. Like anyone that doesn't like the holidays, I say to you, figure out a way to do the holidays differently. Like whatever you have to do, but make your holidays. That's the point of a holiday, right? Is It's is, is a celebration. And if you hate them because you're stuck in these old traditions that don't serve you. And maybe they used to serve you. That's another thing that can get us hooked up, right? Like it used to work so well for you to go home in March, right? Oh, yeah. You loved it. Yeah. Now you have these new friends. You've kind of changed a little. Life asks us to grow, change, and evolve. And it doesn't mean that what's worked for us in the past wasn't wasn't great and wasn't growth and wasn't evolving. But when we start getting called to do things differently and we're like, no, but it's always been this way. Yeah. And that's right? hard. And that that's, is hard. We have that with family more than do. anything else. Absolutely. And we hear about it all the time. And that's, that's why I, you know, when you said, yeah, it seems to be one of two ways. It's either excited or not. Because right. the not comes in where you got to drive with your, your, your kids and whatever a long distance right. or get them on a plane or whatever it is to go because you know, your grandparents are whatever, 90-something, and who knows how long they're going to be around, and you flat out can't stand your brother. Right. 
or your sister or whoever it is. And I, those are the ones where, you know, and you go and you do it for your grandparents right. and you suck it up. And I understand that, but I'm, I, I totally, I have now learned your, your point of view with this, right? which, which is, you know, I, I want to have these occasions be the important occasions in my life. And yeah, okay, if if I have a, a, a family member, relative, whoever it is that may not be around for much longer, yeah, all right, I'll go suck it up because you know what? That's that's it's a short term thing. And it's right? you choosing to do that for them. And then if you do choose that, awesome. Put yourself in the highest vibration. Take care of yourself on that trip as much as you can. Yeah, well, you just did that last year, didn't you? Yes, and really name it. Like, I'm doing this because of this. The other thing about that grandparent scenario is, absolutely, if if it's that important to them and they're that important to you that everybody be in the same room, that's great. But you could, that's also like, I'm not going to go, I am going to go. Like, that's two choices. Okay, here's another choice. I'm going to go the week after Thanksgiving. I'm going to call them and say, you know what? I love you guys so much. I want to come the week after so I can spend more time with just you. And you know, that's what might And it's hap- easier yeah. for me to travel with my kids. Yeah. You know, the, the traveling over Less Thanksgiving is the, the worst. Of the, yeah. yeah. And, and, and here's the thing. Hmm. We teach people how to treat us. We have an energy. So we, when we own what works for us and we state it in a way that comes from love and healthy boundaries, people will get on board. They may not love it. Again, if they don't have their own healthy boundaries, they may resent that we have them. But if you can be honest, patient, and loving as you say, you know what, this is what really is working for me. I really want to come see you the week after. I know that we usually do it together. I'm happy to do it together next year. But this year, this is what we're going to do. There, We teach people how to treat us. And as long as we're not apologizing for taking care of ourselves— then people will be more on board. So I think that you are right. Like I think that with your people um, this March, most likely they're going to be on board. They're going to be okay with it because your energy is behind it. Like when you talk about this decision that you've made, you're not apologizing. Yeah. You're explaining. Well, and that's this a is big what thing. went into it. Communication I'm is making, such a big part I'm of making this. a decision. Yeah. I know this has always been like this. This is my new decision. You're explaining it, which is not which is great. But you're not apologizing. Yeah. For being you and for making this decision. And I think that that's one of the things that happens. We get into this apology energy. Well, when we have apology energy, people are going to be resentful and mad at us because we basically aren't fully on board. So, and it's the same thing with a lot of things like that apology energy. I mean, that can translate. Like, I remember I was just having a conversation like this about this at the gym. Um, I remember this gal was talking about raising her prices. And I said, great. I think, you know, she told me how much it was. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. You're totally worth that. I'm so glad you're doing that. She's like, well, thank you for saying that. And I was like, well, I said, you need to. And she she did say it really well. And she did have her energy behind it. I've raised my prices on personal training three times in my life. I started at $50 an hour. I went to $75 an hour and then went to 90. And then I went to 100. Here's what happened. When I was at $50 an hour, I was so slammed because I was so undercharging for yeah. what I'm worth. I worked with a therapist. She's like, you have to raise your prices to 75. I mean, this is back 16 years ago. I was like, oh my God, I don't know if I can do that. It's such a huge jump. She's like, by the time I was done with the hour with her, I was convinced that I was worth that. Like I was fully on board with it. I raised my prices and I also wanted to kind of lose some clients. I was so on board with it. 
I raised my prices. No one blinked. I didn't lose a person. Like it was a problem. <laughs> but I fully believed what she said. Like a few months later, eh, six months, she was like, you need to raise your prices again. You need to go to 90. I was like, oh, and she was right before. I was like, oh, okay, you know, but I wasn't, I didn't fully believe it. I wasn't fully on board with it. I lost half my clients. There was a different, it had nothing mm. It had nothing to do with the money. If you can afford a personal trainer, the difference between 75 and 90 means nothing. Nothing. Yeah, yeah it's true. Um, but my energy wasn't behind it. It was a huge lesson for me. It was a really interesting experience. Like, that was part of it. So it's like that with anything. If I say to you, you know what, um, I really need to, you know, what I, I need, I'm okay, let's take about the gym. Like, when I raised my prices at the gym this summer, I was fully on board. Like, I was like, this is what it's worth. This is what I need to make in order to, to do this, or I'm going to do something else. No one blinked yeah. because I was on board with it. And it's the same thing with this type of thing. Like, it may take some work to figure it out, have some conversations with some safe people, hire a coach, ha- go to a therapist, do some work to get yourself so that you're not apologizing. But honestly... And then if someone's still pissed off at you, then it's time to reevaluate the friendship. Yeah. And reevaluate the relationship within the family. Well, I have a great example of this is is like I said, my mother, you know, saying, Okay, if it ends up being this big thing, I don't know if I want to do that. Right. And and I have no problem with that because uh, Wednesday night I, I I'm going to my parents' house. We'll arrive on Wednesday, you know, hopefully Dungeness Crab season will be open and she'll yes. have Dungeness. If not, we agreed on some surf and turf, but I will sh- we'll show up and we'll spend the, uh, Sharon and I will be there with the, with the dogs and we'll have an evening with my mom and dad. So if they're not around the next night, it's not that big of a deal. Here's the difference. When my dad didn't show up last year, he faked not feeling well. Right. All right. Maybe he didn't feel well, but the bottom line is, is he didn't, he didn't sell, I'm not saying sell, it's the wrong word, but he did, he sounded, like you just said, he apologized it away. Right. I'm sorry, I can't go. I'm not feeling well. And my radar went bing, like right. he just doesn't want to come here. He doesn't want to be around people, but he can't be, he's not able to communicate that. Right. He, th- you know, the rules for him are changing and he's not willing to just say that. Right. My mother who is, you know, nothing gets in the way of her expressing her thoughts and opinions. She comes right out and says, you know what? This dynamic has changed. It's not for me. I'm not going to go. I respect it. I don't even question it. Right. But it's my dad's wishy-washy stuff that just makes me go, this doesn't feel good. Because it's hard to do that. And maybe he felt like that was more acceptable like people have and i you know people have their ways well people have their ways and i think people have a hard time being honest this doesn't work for me they want to please their family they want to please he probably wants to please you he probably wants to please your mother he probably doesn't yeah he doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings so he may not even be able to even articulate I don't think that he can. this is That's what okay. that this is what's yeah. going. He may not even know. Yeah. He may actually have just felt like this stress about the whole situation and actually not felt well enough but not even been able to do that because that's one thing. But we, we, it's hard. I mean, this stuff that we're talking about, just like you said earlier, this isn't easy stuff. 
This is hard stuff. And I bet your dad's from a generation where you did things a certain way. There were protocols in place. It's going to be much harder for someone with that many years. I mean, look at how hard it is for us at this age to redefine tribal beliefs. And we're super into that. Are you into redefining tribal beliefs? I sure am. Um, We're into that. Like imagine (laughs) someone who's not listening to, you know, who's not in this type of thinking mode. I mean, uh, you know, they're going to have a hard time with that. So, um, you know, it's interesting because I have another buddy that she's married to someone who's very much like me. Like the guy gets so stressed out. Like I would never be able to go home with you if I was your girlfriend. I wouldn't, that would never work. I would be so stressed out with that many people. It would be, it would put me over the edge. And even a few years ago, I wouldn't have been able to be honest about that. I would have just tried to go, you know? And when I was drinking, I would have just gotten hammered and gone. Right. I mean, I didn't even realize until I got sober and I didn't even realize till a few years into sobriety, I'm an introvert. That shit doesn't work for me. Right. But you know, to just be able to be honest with it and then be okay. Like with, I've said this to Rob several times. I'm like, I can't do this. If you want to go, please go. He's way more social than me, but I can't do this. This doesn't honor me. It just gets me so stressed out. But it's taken me a long time to be able to own that and say that, and I'm super into this. So yeah. I can imagine someone that's your dad's age that maybe does You know what I mean? Like, I just think yeah. that's part of it. But we're here podcasting to the people that want to hear this kind of stuff, or maybe you don't. Maybe you've turned us off. I don't know. But, <laughs> but, but, but interesting. This thing about is this is, is my dad, I know the decision-making, the whole, everything that goes into it, I because I, this is how he is. He's... It's a cultural thing yeah. in a lot of ways. I've been told over and over again that Estonians are very stoic and they're just, they, you know, oh, you know, right. that's just, so I bet he actually did get sick. Why? Because the whole thing stressed him out. Totally. And I think that's what we're talking about here is if you're going to go into something, I mean, look at the results of someone just getting stressed about it, and he never even made it to the event and he started not feeling well. Right. Okay. Now you are going to go to the event. You're going to go eat food. You know, the last thing you should be doing is going into a large amount of eating. Totally. Not feeling, not feeling good. Yeah, you're never going to be able to digest that stuff. <laughs> right. Okay, so that's it. So, so that's our suggestion. I mean, take it or leave it. I mean, you keep listening. We have some other suggestions. If you don't like that one, that's fine. Move on. If you're happy <laughs> suffering, go ahead. I mean, my God. And, and you know what? For some, of, some people, that is a great decision. Like, they're going to be like, you know what? Whatever. I'm going to suffer with my family. It's what I've always done. It's what my mom wants me to do. I want to make my mom happy. Then I say, do it. If yeah. that's what, but, but own it. That's your choice. Don't, mar- don't victim and don't martyr. Forget it. That's not helping anybody, especially yourself. And it's not going to help you when we get to the next tools. That's a good point. Because one of the things as Americans, and I, th- I think, are we the only country that does Thanksgiving? I mean, it's our holiday, right? No, the, because can- the Canadians do the it. The Canadians they, do, they it do it also. They do it like a month before. Okay. So, a month and a half. So, we have this amazing holiday yeah. where we get together with family and friends, and we are thankful for what's happened and for, you know, whatever. And then we gorge and stuff ourselves. I mean, like, the second thing, people are either like, oh, the holidays are, oh, yay, the holidays. And then the next words out of their mouth is, oh, my God, I'm going to eat too much. So it's really an interesting dynamic that we celebrate by completely going to excess on our poor bodies. Isn't that (laughs) – I went to a Tony Robbins thing a few years ago. It was amazing, by the way. If you ever get to see Tony Robbins, um, part of it was videoed because his voice has gone 
because there's so you do a really? four it's a four day thing this particular time and and there's so much talking he is actually his voice he, he 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 they've had to tape sessions and then they have the music and they have people introducing him and then you watch him on this big monitor because he just literally can't talk and this was like four years ago so who knows what it's like now but I gotta tell you guys it was still amazing but he did this little thing about the holidays and he really went on and on about how we this we have this great holiday we have this great tradition and then we completely dishonor our bodies to a gigantic degree and it really landed for me I was like wow that's not, I don't want that to be my holiday anymore. I don't want that to be my tradition. I don't want that to be my experience. And I think I have a few thoughts about why we do this. And I think that there, and this is in my blog this week, but I think one of them is, and I think that's why I wanted to start with the whole experience is because I think oftentimes for a lot of us, the, the, the meal itself is the only pleasure of the whole day if you're in a situation where you're not enjoying yourself. Mm, true. So it's going to be really hard not to overindulge in the meal if that's the only joy of your whole Thanksgiving experience. So that's why I think, you know, I, I think rather than giving people a bunch of things like do eat this, don't eat that, drink water beforehand, don't blah, 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 eat this, what, you know, I, I want to come at it more from an eating psychology standpoint where it's like set yourself up to have a joyful experience and the food will be part of it instead of the only pleasurable piece. You know, what's funny is that you bring this up. It's like, what do people do when they don't like the people they're around? They go hide somewhere. And one of the great places to hide is at the food table. You bet. Is to sit there or and the just kitchen. eat. Or to go into the bar and just start putting back the drinks. You bet. To find some place to isolate yourself. And I heard a guy share this at my men's group last night where he's like, I was the guy that just isolated, brought a bottle because I really didn't want to talk to anybody. And he, sa- and he said, you know what? Or I sat at the food thing and I just kept putting food in my mouth because, well, as long as I'm eating, no one's going to talk to me. Right. And he said, you know what? I'm going to try my best to just sit down and have a conversation with somebody. Right. And for me, I actually have removed myself from big group situations. It's much easier for me not to overdo it. I, I, yeah, I, I, just- I, so I don't think there's anything wrong with actually growing and putting yourself in a situation where you are around a group that's uncomfortable and then just sitting and have a conversation. I think that's great. Um, my personal experience is that just doesn't work for me. So I'm not going to put myself in that situation. Yeah, yeah. It just, I'm an introvert. Yeah. It's hard to believe that. Like people that come to my gym, they're like, you're not an introvert. You're totally in front of all these people. I'm like, yeah, but I'm work when yeah, I'm that's working. The, that's it's the day gig. I can't wait until I'm standing up in front of like a huge auditorium speaking. Like that sounds amazing to me. Yeah. But going to dinner with more than three people is terrifying. Yeah. And, and, and not even, not even terrifying is not the right word. It's, no, um, it's not that. It's agitating. It's I've, super I've, agitating. You wear it because there have been times where, you know, honestly, so f- for those of you listening, usually when there's a birthday gathering or a party or something, if Angela shows up, <laughs> it's actually really cool because it just doesn't happen that often. It doesn't happen But, that but often. it's true. You wear it. You can tell that you're doing, you're, you're there. You're putting on the best you can, but you're like, this is not me, but I'm, but I'm doing it, yeah. you know, for whatever it is. And, yeah. and it's true. Yeah. I, it's, you're right. And I, you know, another trick that I've used for myself around that is, um, especially if it's a really good friend of mine, like, let's say that Heno's having this huge party and he's like, it really means a lot to, to me if you came, um, 
Although I can't even imagine that scenario because you're so okay with yourself and I am too, but we would <laughs> never be that way. But what I could do with someone if they re- if it really mattered and it was really hard for me to go to the party is I could be like, you know what? I just love you so much. I really want to celebrate your birthday. Can I take you, can you and I just go to dinner? Or can I take you, you know, if it was a gal, can I take you to the spa for a day? Or can we, you know, can we celebrate your birthday more at a different period of time? I can't make this party, you know? Yeah. And most of my friends know I can't make the party. <laughs> hey, you made the party last year, didn't you, for Christmas or something? You went to a big gathering last year. I think you shared it on the podcast, too. Did I? Yeah, it was a big deal, and you did a lot of... Oh, I went to the New Year's Eve party. Yeah, and... and I, and... I didn't do any small talk. I danced but you the danced, entire yeah. time. But you but went. But I did go. And you said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going <laughs> to... That was the only reason why I went, because I really wanted to dance. And I knew I didn't have to do small talk. And yeah. as soon as I got there, people started talking to me. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to go dance. I'm going to go dance. <laughs> but, the, but hey, how cool. Well, like, like at so my, I am proud of myself, yeah. Like at my, um, at, at my brother-in-law's house. Yeah, like if, if I get tired of everybody, I'll grab one of my nephews. Show me your new toys. Totally. Hey, it, show yeah. me what you got. And yeah. they'll drag me upstairs and they'll start pulling the Legos out. I don't have to do anything except watch a kid be excited. Totally. And I can that. get away from the conversation completely. You know, Sharon last year, she wasn't feeling well. Here we have all these people. You know, she was just like, um, yeah, I'm ready to go get a hotel room and just do TV time. You know, on great. Do it. I know. You it's know? so great. You know, and, and what was fun was to be able to go, you know, and 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 I just said, you know, Let's not just rush out, you know, can we right. make this at least smooth? And she listened and, yeah. and I went and talked to my, you know, my sister and my, you know, and I was going to take my mom home, all this stuff. Just commu- the main thing is we communicated right. honestly right. and it ended up being okay. And don't you think the experience for everyone else, particularly the hosts that you guys left to take care of Sharon because she wasn't feeling well than to have her sitting there kind of getting green, not feeling well. I mean, as a host, you're like, oh my God, what can I do? Yeah, what, what can, can I, I do? do? Yeah. But you, but how great for the host that, that, the, that two of her people that are there are totally okay taking care of themselves and know what they need and just need to explain, like, this isn't working for us right now. We're going to do this. Thank you so much. Everything's been great. Like, isn't it wonderful when people can just take care yeah. of themselves and then you don't put that pressure on someone else to, like, Figure it out for you. So can I bring it back to food? Bring it back to food because we're coming back to food. After I've watched my brother-in-law and Michael work for this long preparing a meal. Right. And I sit down with the food in front of me. I honestly, I can eat one plate. All right, maybe go back and get something that tasted really good. But I don't need to eat any more. Right. But how can, you know, like, what's the, what's the thing that happens to people? I've driven this far. They've done all this work. They've put in all this and they're saying, go eat more, eat more. And I go, I got to go eat more because I feel like I have to. I'm so glad you brought that up. I have a lot to say on that. First of all, here's the thing. And it's the same. I have this, I have that issue. I have that issue. I'm working on it. It's very, it's an interesting experience. And secondly, that also goes to thing with the whole, like, I don't want to let this food go to waste. Mm-mm, right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So a few things on that. So one of the things about the whole food goes to waste. So I had a conversation with someone. So like, okay, so in order for this food to not go to waste, I'm going to put it is, oh, and let yeah, it go to waste yeah, yeah, inside yeah, 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 yeah. of me. Yeah. I was like, oh, you know, isn't that interesting? And how does it honor 
someone who's created this beautiful meal for you to make yourself sick. Like you tell me how that honors them. But it doesn't. Where yeah. you could say, this is amazing. I've enjoyed every bite. I can't wait to have leftovers yeah, at exactly. dinner. Can I have some This is home. so yep. amazing. I can't wait to have some of this stuff for breakfast. I am yeah. just right. I feel perfect right now. I don't want to overdo it because I just really love the way I feel right now. This yeah. food has been so vibrant, so amazing. I feel the love that you put into this. I am just loving the way I feel right now. This is amazing. I've got to save some room for dessert. This is amazing. I've got. I can't wait to have this again. Can we please have this meal for dinner? Or if you have Thanksgiving at lunch, can we please have this meal for breakfast? I mean, this has been the best thing ever. I can't even tell you guys how thankful I am. And you're the dessert thing. You just nailed it because we always have a couple of really good pies and stuff. Right. And I and I do. I'm like, I'm just gonna eat a plate and and because I want to eat dessert. And this is what my mom does. And 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 also uh, Michael's mother does this too. So. They've done all the, you know, they've done all the the food preparation, the cooking, right? And then those of us who haven't have the opportunity to be of service and start doing the cleanup. Well, my mother brings the bag full of Tupperware. And it's as exciting to do the pack up for everyone to take some home as it was the preparation. There you go. And then you don't feel, and my mother then doesn't feel guilty about saving room for dessert to have some dessert because she's like, I got my bag of Tupperware dishes and and they put it all together and that's just how you give can, them to That's everybody. how you can honor those guys. Yeah. Is you eat your plate, you love every minute, you go, okay, I'm taking the biggest Tupperware ever to take this home because it was, was that's it was how that you, good. There you go. That's how yeah. you honor them. That's how you honor them. I mean, what better compliment is that? And here's the thing I repeat, how is it complimenting them by making your own self sick? Yeah. How? It, it just isn't. And again, coming back full circle to if we feel good, if we take care of our bodies in the best way we know how, if we take care of our spirit, our soul, our emotional self, we have healthy boundaries, we do these things to take care of us, what happens is that then we can be really present when we're listening to somebody. We're there for somebody if they're having a hard time and they need to listen. We're there to go check out, to be really present with the nephew. You know, show me your toys. How cool is that for a kid to have an uncle that's like, I want to see your toys, Right. But if you're so sick from eating a second plate, you're like, I'll go look at him later. Okay. So, so make it, make this whole thing when you sit down to eat, make this whole thing about how you're going to feel physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And it's not just about you, but it's also about you. Because when we get to have all the joy that we can possibly have, that is also when we can give it back. I am of such better service when I get enough sleep, when I get good food, when I have good movement, when I take care of myself with boundaries at work. Then when my husband comes home, I'm like, great, let's have a nice conversation. Let's go out to dinner together. Let's have a date night, right? But suffering and martyring and overdoing, those things don't honor us being of service and us being available to other people. So it may sound self-serving and selfish to be like, I'm going to have joy, But the truth is, is those two things don't, they're not mutually exclusive. The one feeds the other. We take care of ourselves. We can be a better service. We're a better service when we take care of ourselves. Like those things are constantly feeding each other. That, that, that using those words as a, as a way to check, uh, check myself and to check, check in with myself, that word martyr 
is really ringing with me because that's another one yeah. of those ones where where I don't I forget to. I've gotten better at asking myself when I'm playing the victim. Right. Am I playing the victim right now? Yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of acting like it. But that another good one I got to remember is martyr. Yeah. You know, because that's, it's one thing to suck it up because there's a difference between, you know, sucking it up and doing what needs to be done because it's it's going to create more harmony with everyone. And there's a difference between doing that and playing the martyr with it. Absolutely. Because there's a whole bunch of weird side stuff that comes with the martyr. Ugh. is and, and it's usually based on ego. <laughs> and it's so yucky to be around that, isn't it? Yeah, I it mean, really ugh. is. And so I, I have to imagine it's like, yeah, I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the victim and I don't want to be the martyr. Right. You know, I'd rather, you know, I, I had to, I had a little little ding in my head. You know, I have this one reading out of this Daily Reflections book and, and I know the date. I can I can practically read, you know, read it verbatim yeah. and tell you right now out of my head. And and the honest truth was is I sat there last night and I went, I haven't even been practicing this. And it was like, I opened it up I, and I read it out loud to my boys and I said, and I, as, this is me checking myself. It's like, I have been talking the talk and not walking the walk, oh. and I have some amends to make. Yeah, and and you know what? That felt so good. Yeah, because all of a sudden I was able to put myself into action. Because po- when I put myself into positive action, I feel good. When I'm playing a martyr or a victim, that's not positive action. Right. It's usually negative. Right. It's usually grumbly. It's usually coming from a place of negative reaction. And and I do have. I like. That reading that I like, it tells me that I'm responsible and that I'm the master of my own domain. Right. You are. I'm the master of my reality. Yes. So, and this is what I would tell people. Remember this. You are the master of your reality. How you want your Thanksgiving to go, how you want this to be is up to you and me. Yeah. We can do this. We can make it, even if we're with the person that drives us nuts, we can still get through it and feel good about ourselves and not go sit and binge eat over at the appetizers and not go, you know, drink a right. few too many because you just can't stand it. We can we are the master of our reality. And 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 it was a good reminder for me last night because it also reminded me that, you know, even if I'm a little bit irritated, it's not cool to blow up at somebody. No. It's just not because I feel crappy afterwards. Right. Even if I feel justified, and that's what happened. You know, I and and what 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 brought me into what brought me what was great about that is those little words like you're talking about is I have to I have to actually, you know, it's those things again like we've talked about a, a hundred times. We've heard these things a hundred times. Right. Guess what? I yeah. got to hear them a hundred times. Because we're not, we don't get it. We don't hear this in other places enough. Yeah. And it's just, it's easy to I do that. I need to be reminded. You know? Yeah, I need to be reminded too. Um, it's interesting that you talk about the victim archetype because um, we have four common archetypes, all of us. And then we all have a unique eight that make us who we are as far as archetypes go. So everybody has a victim archetype. We all have it. And it's either running in a low vibration yeah. Or we are we are have or we are running it in a high vibration. And here's the thing about victim, and this is we talked about this earlier too. But victim, when you're in a high vibration around your victim archetype, you know you always have a choice. You know you always have a choice, even if you don't think you have a choice. Like you may be like, I don't have a choice in my job. I don't have a choice. I have kids and blah blah blah. You're choosing to stay. Take care of your kids. You're choosing to stay in that. You're choosing it. You may not like your other choices, 
But you're choosing it. And a really good example of that, this is a little side note, but um, a really cool movie to watch if if you're not sure what a victim archetype looks like in an elevated state is to watch Russell Crowe in The Gladiator. Oh, okay. Because he's definitely a slave. Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. And he but he still has choices. It's really interesting to think about it with that yeah. with that um, yeah, when you put with it that, that thing. Way. Um you guys we're so we're getting close, so we wanna just hit a couple of actual other things around your Thanksgiving meal real quick. Um these things are reminders. Mm-hmm. We've talked about them a lot. But here's a couple of other things. So I feel like just finding joy around Thanksgiving is the biggest way to set yourself up to not overeating. That's what that's I'm that's what I think. Um, I think a few other things that are really helpful. One, eat your other meals. Like a lot of times what people do on Thanksgiving or big holidays is we don't, they don't eat. They get up, they're like, I'm just going to have coffee because I'm going to have this big meal coming later. And then they're shocked that they overeat. You're going to be hungry. You're going to be hungry. Eat your regular meals. This is just another meal that you're enjoying. There's some other things. There'll be leftovers. You can keep eating. You know, that's one, that's one. Two, Going back to the leftovers, there's going to be leftovers. Like you're not going to only get to eat this once. Like don't set yourself up to need to eat everything at once. If you're like, I'm going to eat everything on this meal, but then after this, it's on salads and <laughs> carrot sticks and no more dessert for me. Well, of course you're going to have to have too much food because you're not allowing yourself to have these things. Eat through the whole weekend. Eat this delicious food. Have leftovers. You don't have to overdo it because you know you're going to be able to have a treat again. Like if you never let yourself have treats, you're like, I couldn't possibly experience pleasure because I'll never stop. If you don't give yourself food and permission to have foods that you really enjoy, you're right. You won't stop. Because if you never allow yourself to have that, when you do allow yourself to have it, you're not going to have an off switch. I have treats all the time. I don't have to overdo the treats anymore. I remember when I used to overeat in college— when I was an exercise bulimic, I would get the same ice cream every time I would binge, which was several times a week, because it was the absolute last time, so I had to get my favorite flavor. Oh, gotcha, yeah. Like, yeah. now I can get any flavor of ice cream I want, because I know it's not the last time I'm ever going to eat ice cream. I'm going to yeah. eat it again, if I, want it, if I want it every single day. And I listen to how I feel and how it works for me. And you know what? I haven't been nearly eating ice cream for a while, because I kind of felt gross the last couple times I ate it. Yeah. Not because I'm not supposed to eat it. Not because I blah, blah, blah. I don't even know if I have my favorite flavor. It was just like, oh, I just, oh, I don't feel great with all this sugar. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And, I'm, and, and it probably will swing back around. Yeah. Maybe I'll have it for Thanksgiving. I don't know. Yeah. So eat your regular, eat, set yourself up with good eating rhythm. Be sure, you know, especially if you tend to overeat, be sure and have a breakfast anchored with protein. That will be really, really helpful. Drink a lot of water through the day. Get some really healthy movement. Okay, here we go. Slow, relaxed eater. Slow, relaxed eater. Put your fork down. Have a conversation. Take some breaths. And I was talking to a friend um, yesterday, and he he was like, man, it is hard to eat slow and relaxed. And I'm like, I hear you. It is. And I'll give you another tip on that. If you're super hungry coming into your meals, it's going to be way harder to be a slow, relaxed eater. So setting yourself up with protein, breakfast, and having like a, a, a healthy snack if it's going to be, a, if it's a, sometimes Thanksgiving dinner falls at a weird time, like it'll be at four o'clock and we're used to eating at six or we're, you know what I mean? Or it's like two o'clock. It's like a late, have a healthy snack and not an apple. Like apples are healthy, but have an apple with some peanut butter or have, um, you know, some nuts with, it, or, you know, something. Cause if you just have sugar, which apples are great, but it's just carbohydrates, it could set you up to just even be hungrier. But you're gonna if you're having trouble being a slow relaxed eater, maybe you need to eat more often. 
Maybe you need to look at your macronutrient balance. I mean, sometimes it's it's a you know a psychology of eating standpoint. It's like this dyna- you know um, dynamic eating psychology where you just need to slow down in general. But sometimes it can be actually more on the mind body nutrition side where it's like you just need to eat more often or you haven't had a great snack. So those things will help you not to overeat. Um, I think that, and then here, if you do overdo it, (laughs) that's fine. Don't beat yourself up. If you can, leave the dishes. Get Get your family member that you like or the one that you don't like if you really want to grow spiritually and go for a <laughs> go for a walk. Just get up. Everything will be there when you get back. Go outside for a half an hour stroll. Not like a power walk. Don't go for a jog for God's sakes. But just go out and walk and your body will it'll help with your digestion. It'll be make a really big difference with your digestion. Don't drink a lot of water. Drink your water earlier. Drink your water before the meal. That also really dilutes digestion. So particularly if you have digestive issues. And, you know, um, Don't be afraid to eat just your favorite things and then have the other things for a different meal. Like too many things combined can be really hard on the digestion. So like when Rob and I do Thanksgiving now, we have a really simple Thanksgiving because we just don't, I just don't like having that many different foods at the same time. Now there's nothing wrong with it. And if it works for you, continue on. I, I, you know. Yeah. I'm not saying that, but if you have digestion upset and you don't like having digestion upset, which, you know, it kind of doesn't feel good, that's one thing to consider. Like we do turkey stuffing, Rob, we make our own stuffing out of the big wood multigrain oh, bread. Yum. It's so good. And we make that really simple because Rob's like Mr. Plain Guy. Um, he does not like he eats peanut butter on bread, no jam. He eats like syrup on pancakes, like barely. He has like cereal with like a splash of milk. He's like Mr. Plain Guy. But so we have plain stuffing, plain turkey, gravy. Of course, Rob's a crazy person for gravy. Potatoes, and that's that's basically and green beans. That's basically it. We don't have a bunch of other stuff. Because it's just too many things. We don't do salad anymore and this and that and this. Like, it's just too much. And if you love all those things, have them the next day or have them the next meal. This isn't the last pleasurable meal of your life. And if it is, then you need to rethink that strategy is what I'm going to tell you. Um, So... I have one more tip. Yeah, lay it on us. And this nailed a friend of mine a couple weeks ago at a Halloween event. If you know you're gonna have, if you know where you're going, you're gonna be enjoying the cocktails. Mm. Don't starve yourself and then have some cocktails because then you'll end up being me. <laughs> right. <laughs> you'll be that guy. And it happened to one of my coworkers, and talking to him the next day, he felt horrible because he 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 had a choice to get some food, but he was running late. And instead, he's like, well, they'll have something there for me to eat. And he got there, and guess what? There was nothing there to eat at the party. So he started having some booze. He started having some beverages. And he started having some fun because, well, it all went to his head real fast. And actually, his judgment got very skewed really quickly because he basically went and drank on an empty stomach. Right. And it caught him. And, and, and like, he really felt bad. I mean, he felt – because the next day, he's like, you know – I was walking with some people that are very, you know, they don't drink, they're, you know, and, and I like them a lot. And right. I don't know if I acted like a butt or not. Right. You know? And he felt horrible about it. And, and, and this is why they say, think before you drink. <laughs> you know, just plan ahead. At, yes, I agree with that. And that's a really, and here's the other side of that, because that's definitely a problem. And here's the other tip. 
for those of you that are watching how much you're eating and drinking and whatever. There's this, the second side to that is have a glass of wine on an empty stomach because you won't need to have five glasses of wine because it'll go straight to your head. Well, yeah. So well, if yeah, you yeah, don't yeah. want to drink a ton of wine, then do your little sip your little glass of wine before you start eating and then start eating and then stop drinking the wine. You won't need as much wine. So I agree. You don't want to get plowed on an empty stomach and that can, so it can flip both ways, but it can also be like, I don't want to drink as much. Well then have your one drink or your two drink, have your first drink on nothing, but don't not eat all day. My God. I mean, have lunch and then have like a, but so, and that's, that's kind of a general tool for some people that are just trying to drink less. Like, what are you drinking for? Yeah, it tastes good, but really, most of us are drinking because it relaxes us. You get a little buzz, whatever, right? I mean, this is an alcoholic talking, so like I was all about the buzz. But even people that are normal drinkers and they enjoy the taste of it, you still want the effects. Of course. So the effects will happen faster if you do it. If you have an empty stomach. If you have an empty stomach. So again, you don't want to have three cocktails and then act like a butt, but. That's the and that was like it was funny. So I, was, I was talking to my coworker and I was saying, yeah, that's the alcoholic secret is is we throw down a couple of shots real quick on an empty stomach to get us to totally. our level, and then while we sit down with dinner, we sip wine right, because we, we, like are, we already hit our yeah. level, and that way we can act like we're normal. <laughs> but that can be okay for people that aren't alcoholics that just want to cut yeah. back on their alcohol consumption. Yeah. And if you cut back on your, here's the other thing about drinking in general is we tend to eat more. We tend to yeah, eat more we because we, our inhibitions are down. Yeah. We're not thinking. We're like, oh, screw it. I'm going to eat this and that and this and that. And who cares? Psychology of eating. Blah, blah, blah. Right? <laughs> All right, you guys. So we're out of time. Yep. So we are going to wrap it up. But happy Thanksgiving this yeah. week. Have we're, fun. We're super thankful for everyone who's listening. Yeah, really And everyone who it. tweets and responds and writes us and, and gets in touch. We really are thankful, you guys. You can find me at Angela's Gym. On Twitter, Instagram, and and uh, Facebook, and my website is goingtoangeles.com. If you want to read this blog, if you want to get this blog delivered to your website every Sunday, uh, you can sign up there and join my email list. And um, thank you, Monkey Tongue Productions. Thank you. You can find Heno at Ida Heno on Twitter, and Heno in Facebook, <laughs> and you're on Instagram too. Slime up. Yep. Am I just slime? I'm just slime. Just slime. Oh, yeah. Just slime on Instagram. I didn't know what name I'm using. There. Yeah, that's good. My old high school nickname. Yeah, and we and we will have an episode next week. We so. will have an episode next so week. Stay so tuned. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Bye.